Welcome to The Breakdown. I'm your host, Isaac Mateus. I'm here with Stephen and Johnny. In our show, The Breakdown, we seek to equip students and parents with a biblical framework, practical wisdom, and resources so they would further their relationship with Jesus Christ and further the mission of God. Guys, let's get started with the show. Woo! Man, you gotta love the beats. You gotta love the jams. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to The Breakdown. Boys, how we doing? Johnny, how you doing? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Dude, I'm loose. I'm chilling. This is a good day. We get to start awesome. a, a podcast today. This is exciting. Steven, how are you doing? How you feeling, buddy? Man, I am stoked. It's, uh, it's about time we had a redneck on a podcast uh, talking about Jesus, so it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm excited. Oh, man. I was fighting so hard to not get a redneck on a podcast, but it's okay. Here we are. Uh, you know, I'm not like a bona fide redneck. I just am rather country and have quite an accent. So good sure. luck standing me. I mean, you're on, you're, you're from Vidalia, Georgia. So it happens. Man. That it happens. Okay. All right. Well, it's clearly Vidalia, okay. but it's okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the breakdown. For those of you who are, are tuning in, you might be wondering what in the world we're doing here. So wanted to give kind of a little information to you as to what we're doing, as to what me, uh, Johnny and Steven are doing here, uh, recording a podcast. Cause I probably, you probably thought that would never happen, but here we are. So, uh, over this, uh, over this period of the coronavirus uh, pandemic, we were wondering how to connect with students. We were wondering how to connect with you guys, uh, be able to still kind of, uh, be interactive, get to hear some of your questions get to hear some feedback and, uh, and hopefully share a little bit about what's going on in our lives, hopefully answer some questions, hopefully get you to see a little sneak peek into who we are. So we thought, Johnny really thought uh, of, of uh, the podcast idea and I basically stole it from him. So uh, that's, what, what, that's what I'm about, I guess. Yeah, that but anyway, so in this podcast, you guys are going to be able to send in questions uh, through an email. Uh, you can send them in. We will look to answer them. Uh, we'll also hopefully tell a little bit of stories. We'll, we'll kind of introduce you a little bit more to who we are as we go through the podcast. Um, so this particular first one, wow, can't believe it, the first one. You always got to start somewhere, you know. Uh, the first one we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to walk through just one question um, that was sent in to us uh, way back when we were still having overflow before the world stopped. Um, and uh, it's from our Salvation, the Breakdown series. So we're going to be talking about some questions from there. Uh, but yeah, so real quick, Johnny, Stephen, what, like, as we sit here and we talk about the podcast, what is your vision? What's some vision? you can give to the people because I gave a little bit of my vision, what, like what I was thinking, but you might be thinking something completely different. You can have, you can just add something beautiful to this podcast. So what, what are you, I guess, thinking? Johnny, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking it would be a great opportunity for us to interact with questions that students have. Uh, sometimes students are, aren't willing to ask questions in person. So uh, having this format where they can email or, or, or email a question in, um, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to answer it using a biblical framework and uh, hopefully help them as they seek to live to bring Jesus glory. Yeah, we uh, simply just want to be uh, aid and help and guide 
to students with their questions. Uh, we want to create an environment which they can ask questions and get honest answers. Uh, hopefully we can give good honest answers. Our desire here is just to be helpful and to, to spend some time with our students in a format in which we are not, a, not allowed to gather together, but this is a great way for them to hear from us regularly as well as just we hear from them uh, and kind of interact together. Um, it'd be fun to bring some guests on the show and have them kind of give some input and some insight for our students as well. But yeah, just answer questions and uh, be real. Cool, 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 cool. All right, one more question just to to intro us in. How are you guys dealing with uh, with being locked up in your house, man? What's going on? Well, actually, Isaac, I have a question for you. Yeah. So after uh, after last night's uh, promo video that that you shot, um, yeah. how many pickles have you eaten exactly? Man, I can't even count the amount of pickles. And I don't even really like pickles. That's where I'm at. I've let, like I, I said in the video, I've let myself go. This is true. Um, it is just, it is all bad, dude. I've, I've never realized how bad I needed uh, social interaction outside of my home. Bro, uh, do you now. really just drink the juice? Is that like a real thing? Yeah, people really do. Oh, uh, do you do that? I tried it. It was pretty bad. It was a pretty bad experience, but I know some people do. I think it helps with foot cramps or something. It helps with cramps, I think. Oh, sure, sure. I think actually, I think that's true. You can double check. You can back check me on that, but I'm pretty. You have foot cramps that you're trying to heal. Yeah, all the time actually. Okay. Yeah, my foot cramps all the time. It doesn't. That's not true. Wow. Not true. At one time, it was pretty bad. I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had them before. They're not good. They're definitely not good. To your previous question, Isaac, I'm a survivor. So, like, man, I'm, I'm dealing. Uh, I'm making it happen. Uh, taking care of the kiddos, taking care of the fam. Uh, just enjoying, you know, enjoying some extra time with them. Uh, it's a little bit nuts. Uh, I have a hard time getting a lot of stuff done at home because, you know, my kids, they want to play. They want to have a good time. They, they wanna, want me to be around and play with them. And so yesterday it was uh, anytime I was at home or the day before, uh, we're kind of in this read books and play puzzles phase. And so, uh, daddy, can you read me this book, uh, for the, you know, 700th time, uh, today, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now, but you know, I'm making it, I'm surviving, you know, we got food, we got toilet paper, uh, and, uh, we got soap. So we're running water. So we're good, man. We're oh, good. you need man. So I, I mean, of course food. I got the Bible and you know, we're Rain good. Water. And yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Oh. I mean, Johnny, how are you doing, man? Yeah, man. So, uh, as you know, I'm an introvert. So, this is actually like my paradise. <laughs> <laughs> He's locked in a car. gangster paradise right now, dude. This yeah. Is, this yeah. Is like, actually, right now, I am locked in a closet because that's the uh, quietest place in my house. And uh, it's actually kind of nice. Um, I feel very isolated and it makes me feel good. <laughs> Johnny, we we could not be more different on this topic. I literally, it was two days into being stuck in my house, and I walked up. Uh, my family was talking to me. I said, "I don't even want to talk to you guys. I want to leave this house, and I can't. I'm upset." Uh, obviously, jokingly, because I love my family. But you guys, do know you can go outside, though, right? Nope, it's impossible. Yeah, I lack the ability. You can't go for a walk. Yeah, but I might see people. So get out there. Well, the problem is I might not see people and then I'm just going to be like knocking on the neighbor's doors like, hello, 
Let me in. I'd like to talk to you. And that's just weird. So anyway. All right. So time to, time to talk about some questions of a yacht. Um, now we, now we've got kind of the, the loose intros out. Um, all right. So this is a question we received. Uh, I think it was the second week actually. No, it was the first week of, uh, the salvation breakdown series. Uh, and the question, I'll read the question out to you and just, uh, we can give our thoughts on it. So it says this, uh, Am I a Christian if I don't do and say some of the stuff Christians normally say? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Yeah, I love this question. Uh, one, it shows that, like, the it kind of shows your perspective. So um, I don't know if they're asking this question because for themselves or for someone else. Uh, but I love it. It's just honest. It's It's real. But. Uh, sometimes some of that like comes to the perspective of what you think a, a Christian normally does, uh, and sure. I think a, a better way of thinking about that is, man, am I a Christian if I don't do what the Bible tells me like a Christian is supposed to do? Because if we're really honest, we got a lot of Christians who just do a lot of stuff, and it's hard to like uh, a lot of them do the wrong things, and then there's a lot that do the right things, and so I don't know which group this individual is looking at, but I would rather take it you know, and kind of change it just slightly and say, man, am I, am I really a Christian if I don't do and say what the Bible tells me to do and say? Uh, and now we're, now we're talking about something that's more, I guess, tangible and answerable uh, because now I can kind of gauge that based on what the scripture actually says. I think it's abundantly clear, if I can actually speak, um, it's abundantly clear in scripture that uh, we are to be a, a new creation. Um, when we are saved, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ, uh, we're a new creation. We are to live differently because of Christ in us. And that doesn't mean that it's like an overnight, immediate, night and day difference, but there's this pattern of growth that should happen in our life where we should start to look more like Christ. We should start to do and say more uh, in accordance with Scripture um, so that when we look back at ourselves, six months, a year, multiple years in the past after we've placed our faith in Jesus, we should look different than we did. Okay. Okay. And I mean, over and over again in scripture, so like it's all over the place. Um, you know, one, one area I'm just thinking through is maybe Ephesians four. And when you kind of have this way a Christian is to conduct themselves and even in Philippians where we're, where we're at right now, Wednesday nights, um, you have this language all over the scripture of putting off the old self and putting on the new. And so you put off your unrighteousness and you put on the righteousness. And so like the deeds of the flesh are very evident and they're listed all over the scripture, like Colossians three or Ephesians um, four and things like that. You get, you get into this uh, kind of conduct issues and they're listed all over the places, what the deeds of the flesh are. Um, and then like, the deeds of the spirit or the deeds of righteousness and fruit of the spirit is like, it's a whole different list of things. And they're uh, always coupled there in those same passages. Uh, like even Galatians five deals with some of this and, you know, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. And you have this real actual struggle. that's all over the scripture between uh, actually living out your faith uh, in an obedient manner. But there's a clear distinction between, 
the deeds of someone who is right with the Lord and following the Lord and someone who is not right with the Lord and not following the Lord. I think it's like, it's not just a black and white thing either though. So um, the am I a Christian question comes down to not what do I do, but what have I done? Uh, and what do I believe? I think more than uh, kind of a, a regular behavior question. The the reality is, I mean, if I have actually believed in Jesus and I've placed my faith and trust in him, uh, then like I'm a Christian. I've called upon him. The Bible is very clear about what it takes to be saved. Like if I've done those things, like then I'm saved. So I'm a Christian. Now, am I living in obedience is a different question as well. Um, I think a we have a lot of confusion as well around salvation to where a lot of folks will think they're saved because they raised their hand, they said a prayer, they did something, they had an emotional or religious experience. And so they walk away from that going, man, I'm saved. But then they've had no actual change. And back to Johnny's point, like there should be an actual transformation. There should be an actual change in which you are made something new. Um, but that doesn't mean that once I get saved, like, man, I always obey. Uh, even me in my own life, and if you were to to kind of put under a, a, like put my whole life through a video camera, man, people could watch me at different times of my life. Though I was saved at a young age ago, man, that dude's not living like he's saved. Like if I live like that guy right now, that may not be a whole pattern of my life, but certainly in those moments, when I did, I have done, I have said things that Christians shouldn't do and Christians shouldn't say. But that doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. It just means, man, I had lapses and moment, moments in my life where I was just wrong. Yeah, and I think it's important to understand that salvation is broken down into justification, sanctification, and glorification, right? So if I place my faith in Jesus, I'm immediately justified. Any sin that I've, that I've committed, past, present, or future, is forgiven in Christ. Um, and then starts the process of sanctification in which what has already been declared about me, right, that I am righteous in Christ, starts to uh, be shown in my life and how I live my life. So uh, my righteousness that I've already been given through Christ is now, uh, it, it's now shown through what I do, what I say, how I interact with other people, and uh, demonstrate the love of, love of Christ. Yeah, I, I was looking back at the question again, just kind of reading through and making sure I was uh, really trying to answer every aspect of it. Um, and I think it says like, um, am I a Christian if I don't do and say some of the stuff Christians normally say? Uh, I think that goes back to like, what are they actually talking about? So um, is it, man, I don't actually say that Jesus is God. Well then no, you're probably not a Christian, uh, but that's something that Christians would say. I mean, Jesus is God, like he is my Lord and savior. Um, if they if they are denying aspects of who God is and denying the story and the gospel, the story of Jesus, the gospel, like they're denying the truths of Scripture, that's different. But if they just are not normally saying stuff that they hear other Christians say, like, "Man, I you know I heard God speak to me today." Like Christians say stuff like that. But if a student's not saying that, that doesn't mean they're not either. Um, it, it's not about using the lingo necessarily. Um, and so I don't know exactly, you know, what this individual is referring to, but I think it's helpful for us to understand, you know, how salvation works and then 
how discipleship and growth and uh, spiritual maturity works as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think what is so interesting about the question that you sort of uh, Stephen hinted at that right at the beginning um, is sort of the so in the question it's sort of assumed that um, this person has some idea of what Christians say and do. You know what I'm saying? You know, if I don't do the things that Christians normally do. And so um, it's interesting because I feel like if you're not careful, you might get the wrong idea of Christianity by looking at the wrong kind of people. Does that make sense? So like certainly um, if you look at really good examples of people who are, are true disciples of the Lord Jesus, then you'll have some really good, um, you know, I don't do some of those things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, if you, there, there's also, I think, a good portion of people who claim to be Christians that really are not great examples uh, of, of what Christians do. And so I think um, sort of being really careful and wise about who you're looking at. So like making sure you're looking at like, you know, trusted sources of godly living as opposed to, hey, man, I saw some people on the news, you know, saying this stuff and being super confrontational and yelling at people and like, you know, doing all that. And I'm not doing that. So there's like, is, am I doing something wrong when, when I would be like, no, don't be like the people on the news. Uh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it's just interesting. It's just interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's important too, Isaac. Um, Bible intake is is important because the Bible's going to tell you what a Christian should look like. So if you don't know what the Bible says a Christian should look like, then you don't know the example that you should follow, right? I mean, Paul even you know basically said, "Imitate me as I imitate Christ." Yeah. Well, what did it look like for Paul to imitate Christ, right? What does it look like for Isaac Mateus to imitate Christ? Um, if you're wondering who you should look like, right, what Christian you should look like, um, man, you need to know what the Bible says a Christian should look like. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it's interesting they, they I don't want to read in too much the question, but they one, they're doubting their salvation, and two, they have a kind of, um, I don't know, maybe in the back of their mind, like the, an example of hypocrisy and people that, um, like, I, I think they don't want to be a hypocrite. So they don't want to claim something and then live in a manner that they, they shouldn't. Um, so I appreciate the question because it's honest. Uh, I do think that we have a, a lot of bad examples. And sometimes it's the trajectory of somebody's life is not all a bad example, but moments of their life are terrible examples of what a Christian is to look like. I mean, people have bad days. Uh, people have bad moments in which they display things that are bad. Um, but I, I would feel like, I mean, if you're asking, am I a Christian if I don't do what Christians do and say what Christians say? Like, in short, I would probably lean towards you're probably not a Christian if you don't do and say what Christians do. Uh, but I would caution that with you really, like Pastor Johnny just said, I mean, you really have to know what your standard is. And so the standard has to be the scripture, 
not somebody you see at school. Uh, so, uh, you know, am, do, I, do I do and say everybody that all the people in FCA do and say? Well, uh, to be quite frank, I hope you don't do and say all the stuff that, that those people do and say. Uh, there's some of them that might be trusted, uh, and there's some of them that might be great examples, but I, I couldn't say all students who claim to be Christians at a high school or middle school would be great examples. Um, and so I don't know who their examples are. I would hope it would be uh, based on the scripture. Sure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I kind of, I mean, I, so that I think directly in the question, you know, there's sort of the idea of like, sort of the, in the tension, and we've talked about this many times, um, there's this tension of, you know, works versus grace. Um, and I've been, as I've been kind of studying and, and reading through and preparing to, to, to do life or videos for Romans, um, this is a, a common theme as well in the book of Romans, right? This idea of like works versus faith or works versus grace, the law or grace. And so in the question, you know, am I a Christian if I don't do and say? So there's sort of like, am I saved if I'm not living or doing certain work. And so um, I would like to kind of flesh out the idea again, just again, because I think it's really helpful because I think a lot of people really struggle with, man, I'm a, I'm a good Christian if I, you know, if I'm reading my Bible every day and if I'm praying and if I'm like, they sort of just make a checklist for themselves. And if I can just work through this checklist every week, I think I'm good. Um, and so I kind of want to just, there is attention for sure. And I would just like to, to kind of dive into that a little bit for a second. So what, what do you think is some helpful, what's like maybe some helpful reminders, some helpful encouragement, and even just the way that we should be thinking about the framework that we should have for thinking about, um, serving the Lord Jesus and being saved by grace and not of our works, but still desiring to work and, and serve the Lord and serve the church and, and live our lives for Christ. So if we could just get into that. <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, so like Paul, Paul shares great, great examples, even in um, Philippians three and um, going into four, like, man, he's said, man, follow my example. He, sh he showed, several times kind of his love for Jesus, which uh, in turn, he responds. So due to his love to Jesus, he now responds with, man, I'm going to work hard for him. I'm going to try to put all of my effort into being Christ-like so that, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago, I actually preached on this passage and we, you know, talks about him striving for pressing on to be more and more like Christ. So much so that his whole life now is is kind of geared around this idea of being like Christ. But that's coupled with, you know, the passage um, in the Gospels, I think it's in Matthew, where uh, you see that, man, you can plant and you can try to water and you can do whatever you want to do to try to manufacture growth. But in the end, like the Lord causes the growth. And so no matter how many how much effort you put forward, like if it's 
in the wrong attitude or if it's uh, you trying to manufacture your own spiritual growth instead of just humbly submitting to the Lord and being diligent and doing what he says to be more like him. Uh, like the more and more you are like Christ, the more and more you're going to grow. But you can't always just make yourself grow. Like you have to submit yourself to the Lord and allow him to work and grow in your life. And so, like, I think hard work is coupled with genuine faith in that, man, I know if I put forth great effort to discipline myself, to grow, to be more like Jesus, man, that means I'm actually going to spend a great deal of time reading his word, uh, which does not return void. I'm going to spend a great deal of time praying and drawing near to the Lord to be like him, to hear from him, to grow. And then in turn, like, he's going to grow me because now I'm doing what Jesus does. I'm saying what Jesus says. I look more and more like Jesus uh, and therefore I'm closer and closer to the Lord there. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Stephen alluded to this um, Mark chapter four. Uh, Jesus is teaching a parable about a, a seed that grows and he talks about this farmer that goes out and scattered seed, scatters seed. And as he goes to sleep, um, the seed grows, and he does nothing, and somehow the seed still grows. And uh, the, the, uh, what Jesus is trying to teach here is that um, we do have certain responsibilities in our growth, but it's ultimately up to God uh, to take whatever effort we may put in um, to cause us to grow to look more like him. So certainly, you know, I need to be disciplined. I need to read my Bible. I need to pray. I need to give, worship, serve. Um, but it's up to God, his spirit in me, and reading his word to cause all these things to work together for me to look more like Jesus. Yeah, and so uh, it's helpful, I think, for us to also think in terms of like biblical appropriateness as far as how, what we're striving for. And so like you know, we have like this Christian subculture um, in which we do a lot of Christian things uh, and we speak a lot of Christian language and we say stuff that uh, is very uh, modern Christian. Uh, I'm not good with words, but that's what I'm going to say. Um, and we kind of have this whole, like, man, you got to do all these things. So you got to, you mean, you got to go to these conferences and you, you got to wear the right t-shirts and you got to listen to the right bands. And man, if you don't, you know, if you don't know who Hillsong is, then you're probably not a Christian or something like that. Like uh, I'm, I'm making light of that, but like we, we will listen to things and we will wear stuff and we will participate in kind of a Christian subculture. Uh, and we think sometimes that that's growth. Like, man, did you see like, I mean, Johnny, he's, he's not, I'm not, I, I always use Johnny, like, like the, the guy named Johnny that, uh, anyway, I got to pick a different name because I forget that, um, that, anyway, it's just a, a habit. So we're, we're going to use Will, right? So not Johnny, Will. Will, you know, used to be this really bad kid. And now, I mean, I've noticed at school, Will is wearing t-shirts that are from his church. And Will, Will's wearing a T-shirt that says, like, Jesus is Lord. Uh, man, Will must be saved. Something's different about Will. Uh, and that could be the actual case. Like, Will could be different. But just because he shows some sense of Christian culture 
doesn't mean that he's actually close to Jesus or that he knows the Lord or that he's a Christian at all. Man, Will could have just gotten a free T-shirt from somewhere and he decided to wear it because it looked cool. Um, and all that to say, like, sometimes we measure spiritual growth and we measure somebody's Christ-likeness based on outward things that are just Christian subculture, not actual spiritual growth or spiritual disciplines or spiritual maturity, um, things that the Bible would qualify as being close to the Lord. It's like John says, you know, if you, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Those who abide in me obey my commandments. Man, ain't nothing about wearing a Christian t-shirt in there. Um, but we'll measure somebody's growth based on what we see on the outside. And oftentimes it's as silly as, I mean, what are they listening to and what are they wearing? Uh, you know, and, and that's our qualification as to whether somebody's like a, they're living out their faith. They went on a mission trip. They, they went to church every week. So like, man, they must be, they must be a Christian and that's just not, not good. Yeah, Stephen, I think what you're hitting at there is cultural <laughs> Christianity and yeah. here in North Carolina and the Bible Belt, um, man, that's something that I, I struggle with seeing frequently where um, somebody knows how to act because they grew up in or around church or we're told this is how you should behave, um, but there's there's only outward actions. There's no internal change. There's no in, internal desire for obedience um, that's causing these actions. They're just acting because that's what culture has told them to do. Um, so all, all of our actions need to come from an internal change within us, right? It should be a manifestation of the change that's happened within me, not that I can somehow do these things so that I can fit in with culture and maybe somehow earn my way uh, into heaven. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so if, if I could sum up what you guys are saying is like identity comes before any action. Like identity comes first. So um, even in the question, am I a Christian? So like am I identified with Christ if I don't do and say some of the stuff that Christians normally say and do? So like our identity is the first thing that has to come where we are saved. We are new creation. And because we are now saved and we are a new creation. Now we love the Lord Jesus with our lives and we, and we lay down our lives for him. Now we do the things that Christians normally say and do because what needs to come first is identity, not just action. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Good way to put it. All right. All right. Well, Guys, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's yeah. been a, it's been a good run. We've uh, we've introduced the breakdown. Um, so, guys, you can actually email us. Uh, so, if, if when you hear this podcast, we've got some questions already banked. We got quite a lot of questions from you guys from the the few weeks that we did the breakdown series and overflow. Uh, so we'll be and we'll be walking through some of those things. Well, again, like I said, be walking through even some of our own testimonies, some stories, things like that. Um, and then if you want to submit questions, uh, that is the breakdown at richlandcreek.com, correct? The breakdown at richlandcreek.com. Uh, that will be an email you can send us in your questions, um, and we will we will answer them to the best of our, our abilities and capabilities. So thank you very much, Stephen. Thank you very much, Johnny. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for doing this. Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll see you uh, next Thursday. Hopefully we'll uh, 
you get to engage with us next Thursday as well. You guys have a great day.